So I'd like to offer some reflections from the teaching of the Buddha to help guide us in our practice today. So when I say reflections, this means you take a little piece, one little piece of the Buddha teaching and you look at it like you look at a a jewel, a jewel, and you hold it, you turn it round, and you look through it, and you really see this one little piece, all the different ways you can see through that, the qualities it has, like you're looking at the world through a jewel, through a glass. And uh, there are so many of these that we couldn't really, you know, in a year we couldn't use them all up. Certainly in five days we'll just take a few pieces. But the pieces I want to look at in the five days will be from the Satipatthana Sutta and the Anapanasati Sutta. Some of these you may be familiar with, some perhaps not. Satipatthana often means the places where we establish mindfulness. Yeah. In English they say a foundation of mindfulness, but really it's more like sati upatana, which means sati. Mindfulness stands close to these. Mm-hmm. Sati, mindfulness, is like, a, like an umbrella. Mm-hmm. You place it and it covers. covers this area, like an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And it holds that particular boundary, just this much just like an umbrella. You can have it very wide, you can have a small one. Yeah. So it's sati is this ability to bear something in mind, to bring something into mind and stay with that. So we always have some degree of sati. If we didn't have any sati, we'd be mad, completely mad. <laughs> Sati means that we can remember. Oh, we can remember where the room is. We can remember to come to the hall. We can remember how to put our clothes on. Something stays there and we can remember it. We can go back to it. Sati is a very normal function. So once we've found something, we can go back to it and remember it. This sati is the ability, the quality that allows us to remember something. <clears throat> but when we use it for the Dhamma, nowadays you can use sati, have mindfulness for everything, mindfulness for sport, mindfulness for business, mindfulness in the army, 
be able to stay with one thing and not get distracted, not get emotionally shocked. But here we're using sati for nibbana, for dhamma. And the Buddha said if you place sati close to these four aspects of experience, this is the pure way, this is the direct way, this is the straight way for the relief of suffering, for the ending of sorrow and stress, for the purification of being, for the realization of Nibbana. So, Nibbana is something we, we realize. Realize means, oh, you wake up. You don't get it. You wake up. You re- re- realize it. Very particular quality. You realize it. Sati, close up to four aspects of experience that we all have. All of us have the experience of body, kaya. The word is kaya. I use Pali because the English sometimes, different translators use different words, sometimes it's not very exact. Here, kaya, the body, we have an experience called body. You look around and you see them. You look down and you see one. Uh, And actually you have many kinds of bodies. (coughs) We have a body we see through our eyes. Visual body. Looks like this. When you feel it, When you feel it with your skin, when you feel it as feet as something felt, it's not the same, is it? When you see it, it's clear outline, quite simple. When you feel it, many different qualities of experience: pressure, heat, movement, vitality, yeah, called elements like solid, like moving, like uh, heat, different body. When you see it, you don't see heat. You just see visual body. Body, so we have visual body, we have tactile body, you can smell body, different. And you have breath body, So when you focus on breathing, you go inside the body and the body is different. When you're breathing, no hair, no teeth, no ears. Hmm? So your breath body is a different body. So already you have three, four, five bodies. Mm. 
and you can place your sati on any of these. Because we have more than one, you begin to recognize any body is just an appearance. It's not a final thing. What it looks like is not what it feels like. Hmm? And what's the most important one? And the Buddha is saying the most important one is the breathing body because that's what keeps you alive. That's what keeps your energy good. That's what gives you health, vitality. Mm -hmm. So, when we satipatthana, bring your sati around the body, and he says there are two particular inclinations. The first one, go to the breathing body, the body you experience when you're breathing. Become strong in that. Become very focused on that. Become stable in that. Become calm in that. Then when you become calm in that, you can look at other body, put it aside. Say, this is a body that dies. This is a body of liver, lungs, heart, spleen, blood. Who is this? <laughs> yeah. When you put it together, when you see a visual body, you think, oh, that's, that's a person. That's who she is. That's who he is. This is who I am. Photograph, this one. <laughs> yeah. This is an illusion. It changes, doesn't it? Yeah. And it dies. Yeah. It goes small and then big. It's young, it's strong, it ages, the skin becomes less supple, it declines, it breaks up. That's that. If this is what we think we are, if we think we are this, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter what you do to it, it still does that. And then it sickens and dies. So the encouragement of the Buddha is to focus on the breathing body because when the breathing body becomes very calm and pure it makes the mind calm and pure and the mind that's calm and pure begins to release itself from body. So we have body we have feeling. Feeling means vedana, which is quality of pleasure, comfortable, agreeable, enjoyable. This is called sukha vedana. It can be from the body, it can be from the chitta, from the mind. Hmm. Also, we have disagreeable, uncomfortable, painful, miserable feeling. <laughs> can be in the body, 
can be in the mind. So we have many kinds of feeling, not one feeling. And yet, when we are ignorant, when we have pleasant feeling, we think, I have pleasant feeling. Oh, good. Now I've got pleasant feeling. This is mine. (laughs) And you get painful feeling. Oh, I have painful feeling. I'm painful. Oh, miserable. Oh, this is mine. But you can't have feeling. Feeling comes and goes. It's pleasant, unpleasant, body, mental, and neutral feeling. Neutral feeling means mind not yet decided which one. So, neutral feeling, as we stay with it, it can become boring, which means negative. Or it could become calm, which feels pleasant. So neutral feeling changes into pleasant, calm, unpleasant, boring. (laughs) So feeling is very changing. Bodily feeling can come through contact, touching, internal bodily feeling, feel sick, feel tense, feel inside, don't feel well, internal bodily feeling. Mental feeling, nobody likes me, I'm unhappy. I'm not a very good person, I'm unhappy. I'm worried, I'm unhappy. Or we can feel pleasant mental feeling. Someone says, oh you're wonderful, you're a great person. Pleasant mental feeling. (laughs) Comes and goes like this. And when we see something with the eyes, and the mind says, that's pleasant. Then we get the pleasant feeling. You see beautiful painting, pleasant feeling. Feeling changes. When you look at something beautiful, maybe one minute beautiful, two minutes, okay, three minutes, yeah, four minutes, Boring. (laughs) Something else. (laughs) Eat something. Drink something. (laughs) The feeling changes by itself. It's anicca. So, so of all the kinds of feeling you can have, there are two kinds you have, fundamentally you have what's called samisa, which means feeling associated with the senses. Touch, sight, sound. Niramisa means feeling associated 
with qualities such as honesty or calm or loving-kindness, metta. These feelings are not associated with the senses. The quality of metta, loving-kindness, is not because of sense contact, it's because of the heart. You get very pleasant feeling. So he said, if you want to cultivate any kind of feeling, just for your own welfare, I encourage you cultivate feeling not based upon the senses, but based upon the chitta, based upon the heart. Cultivate feeling that comes from honesty, feeling that comes from patience, feeling that comes from calm, feeling that comes from loving kindness. These are qualities of chitta because these last longer and you can control them. Now it's very difficult, I would say impossible, to be able to make sensory feeling always pleasant because it comes from outside. You can't control the world. Too hot, too cold. (laughs) You can't control it. You have air conditioning, heating, still can't control it. Feeling based upon the chitta, you can make it. You can say, generate, generate loving kindness towards myself towards my friend, towards my son, towards my mother, towards... You can generate it in the mind. Ah, sukha. And this kind of feeling is not just pleasant, it's also strengthening because it gives you independence. You have some you can control it and it clarifies the mind. So with sati, we try to maintain awareness of feeling. What feeling, do we notice all of it, changing, coming, going, and then the best kind of feeling to cultivate is the feeling not based upon the senses. So, just like the body, the best body is inside, in your breathing. Yeah. The best feeling is inside, in your jitta, in your heart. Yeah. Third place to establish sati is on the various mind states. What the mind, what the jitta is affected by. Jitta sometimes means mind, sometimes means heart, sometimes means awareness. It's the quality of being affected. Yeah? 
So we're affected by love, we're affected by hate, we're affected by generosity, we're affected by um, depression, we're affected by anger, we're affected by calm. The jitter is affected, it feels, it senses. And as you meditate, you begin to sense when the jitter is affected by anger, bubbling. When it's affected by loving kindness, radiant. When it's affected by depression, flat. When it's affected by joy, rising. So you notice these, you notice all of this changing. All of it comes and goes. All of it is like this. You have mindfulness of all of this. This is the mind. There's pleasant, supportive and difficult states of mind. Just be aware of all of that as it is. Fourth place to establish mindfulness is on what are called Dhammas. And these are the experiences that occur, some negative, some positive. And this is, these are the activities of the mind of two kinds, essentially. One series of activities is when the mind is not skillful, it's, in dis- it's not harmonious, it's not managing, it's confused. And these give us qualities of ill will, greed, dullness, restlessness, and doubt, lack of confidence. We lose confidence in ourselves. And the supportive qualities occur when the citta becomes more confident and assured. It starts to, to generate and establish itself in terms of sati, mindfulness, investigation, energy, rapture, samadhi, and equanimity. These are just a few pieces give you a very rough overview of what we should bear in mind. And what we, he says, so if you really limit your experience, place it within that. As I was saying, for a retreat situation, you put aside many things so that you, then certain qualities you hold very clearly. So you try to put aside, you know, things you don't need, your name, your address, the future, your house. <laughs> yeah. Instead, body. Yeah. Feeling mind state and dhammas. Then your sati has limited to four places. And the Buddha said, These, this is where 
a bhikkhu should live. Someone who really, when we say a bhikkhu, but really to extend this to anyone who's following practice completely. You live within these four places. This is your place to live, these four places. So any experience, we place it within that. This means a lot of things we just put aside, put aside, put aside, put aside. If you can keep it simple, this is the direct way. This means we encourage a quality called yoniso manasikara, which means something like proper or deep or wise attention. It means you, you notice many things, clocks, people, sounds, sights, traffic. Wait, wait a minute. And your attention is um, not that, not that, not that, that. So deep attention creates the place for mindfulness to sit. Deep attention is active. Yeah? So many things can be coming through our experience and deep attention says, not that, not that, this, see it this way. So when you see body, you see small body, large body, female body, male body, beautiful body, old body, young body. Deep attention says, body. (laughs) Put the rest of it aside, just body. Whether it's attractive, unattractive, old, young, just body. Because if you carry all these other things, the mind is just very confused. It gets pulled around. Keep it simple, then the sati can hold that and your mind stays there and then you can go into it. You can penetrate it. And you see anybody, this body, that body, body over there, near or far, is what? What is body? Something you see, something you feel, something you can imagine in your mind. Mm. and does it belong to anybody it's just body you can't say to your body I'd like another arm I want one more arm two is not enough we could have another one then I could wash the dishes and answer the phone at the same time no only two you might only have one but you can't have more than two So we cannot say how the body should be. The body is itself. Mm. So the expression is, one is mindful of the body as a body, not as a person, not as a subject, not as a self, not as I am a body, but there is a body. There's a body there, a body there, a body there, a body here. 
Now, what do you really focus on? What's the most important one to focus on? You got it? Obvious, isn't it? <laughs> and when you focus on this, <laughs> because the most important aspect of your body, your own body, is what it feels like. What it looks like, that's for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> the outside of your body, that's for somebody else to look at, isn't it? I can't see it. So the outside of your body belongs to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So people say, oh, it looks nice. Oh, that one's good. That's, that's, and yet people will spend most of the time making a body for somebody else. <laughs> most important body is the body here because this is where you feel healthy. You can look really beautiful. If you feel sick, no good at all. So your most important body is inside and we say, what is this? This is, we call it health, we call it vitality, we call it feeling comfortable, feeling balanced. Where's that? Is that in your finger? Or in your head? It's not, is it? When you say you feel healthy or you feel comfortable or you feel balanced, it means whole thing. And really, the key to this is called the bodily sankhara, kaya sankhara. Sankhara, in this respect, means the energy that flows through the body. The energy that flows through the body, the vitality in the body. If vitality is low, we feel sick and tired. If vitality is too strong, we feel intense, overactive. Vitality is balanced, we feel happy and comfortable. And then everything becomes healthy. And the principal means for, in meditation, for cultivating and purifying this bodily energy is called mindfulness of breathing. Anapanasati. So the Buddha says, when you cultivate mindfulness of breathing, first of all, just be mindful. There is breathing. Stay with that. Can you feel it? How do you know you're breathing? How do you know you're breathing in? How do you know you're breathing out? What's the difference? Hmm? You can't see it with your eyes. So you experience sensation, which is like touching. But even more than that, you experience energy. 
right? When you breathe in, your energy goes up. When you breathe out, your energy expands and softens, right? When you breathe in, your energy gathers and sharpens. When you breathe out, it relaxes and spreads. Is that right? So when we want to start something, we say, okay, you're going to start to do some work. Breathe in as you gather energy. And now it's finished. Relax. You breathe out. Energy softens. Yeah? So this, is, this happens by itself. So when we contemplate in-breathing, out-breathing, we begin to feel, even when we're just sitting still, breathing in, energy rises. Breathing out, energy softens. Breathing in, energy sharpens. Breathing out, energy relaxes. Hmm? Now wherever you feel your breathing, in your nose, or your chest, or your belly, or even all of this entire track, feel the quality of breathing in, bright, breathing out, soft. This quality, if it's sustained, has a very beneficial effect on the body. It brings balance. It affects the nerves. It affects vitality. The Buddha said, when I practice mindfulness of breathing, my eyes feel clear. They don't feel strained, they feel clear and bright. Your breathing in actually relaxes your eyes. Yeah? And it relaxes your nerves. Now, most of the time when we have sense contact, what happens with the sensory impressions are something jumps in. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Or you hear something, oh, look at, listen to that. Yeah. Or you smell something, where's that? Pull. Something jumps, something pulls, something drags you along. You say, in English, you say, something strikes the eye. It strikes the eye. (laughs) And you see people wear clothes, and you go, oh, look at that. Strikes the eye. Strikes the ear. Strikes the nose. And you feel energy jumps, doesn't it? Yeah. Can be unpleasant. We see violence strikes the heart. We say something beautiful, oh, strikes the heart. So the energy is like this jump, 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 jump. <laughs> so you can just sit, sit still in a car, go through a city, you sit still, do nothing, sit still in a car, somebody drive you through a city, just keep your eyes open. 
Oh, look at that. Mind something. One hour. I'm tired. <laughs> what happened? Sense contact strikes you. Energy gets used up. When the energy is stirred up, the mind starts thinking. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Look at that. I wonder what that is. How much does that cost? What about one of those? Why is he dressed like that? Who's that? You know, mind starts stirring. Uses energy. Yeah? So when you use energy up like that, <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, you just, Switch on television. Strike, strike, strike. <laughs> so this is, this is energy. Energy is the, really the most important food. It feeds the body. It feeds the mind. And the pure food is breathing. We already have it. <laughs> we already have the pure food. And when you're breathing, feeding on that, you start to feel comfortable. You start to feel healthy. And you start to feel happy. Nothing striking you. Nothing pulling you. Oh. And the Buddha said, with this kind of happiness, you can sit for many hours feeling very happy. <laughs> and not just happy, but also you learn something really important. You learn all this. This is important. A really big thing to learn. If you learn that, then you get free of the cap of the trap of the senses. And this is free; it doesn't cost anything. So I said, this is the best kind of body to cultivate—the body of breathing, because this is kaya sankara. So, to remind you again, you know, sankara, sankhan, can mean many things, but essentially it means a kind of something that's active. It's activating. And in the bodily sense, it's a kind of an intelligence. It's an intelligence that gets you breathing. It's intelligence that operates the breathing. It means you can go to sleep and you'll still breathe. You don't have to keep remembering how to do it. Something knows how to breathe in and out. So you can go to sleep, you can forget about it altogether and it will still keep happening. Something knows how to do it. This is called sankara. You can be mad, 
You could be crazy, you could be drunk, you could be asleep, and you still be breathing. It's a very fundamental energy. Now, if you consider it, you try to stop breathing. Stop, breathe out, stop breathing. You feel what happens? Pressure starts to build up here. That pressure really wants to breathe. You hmm? say so you don't have to think about it. The body knows, hey, come on. <laughs> breathe in. And you don't have to remember how to do it. What happens is down here, this, the muscles here begin to change. They open up. The diaphragm, this sheet here, changes, begins to change, to move. Ribs begin to open, the chest opens, throat opens, nostrils pull, open up. All these different pieces in the body, all these different pieces, they're all told what to do by Kaya Sankara, by the bodily energy. Hmm? Now when you think about breathing, you may think, oh, it's just the nose. <laughs> it's not, is it? You're not going to just do it through your nose. Yeah. It's the whole body. Everything from here, all down. When you contemplate, when you completely breathe in, something knows, time to stop, enough. What happens? You feel something here, expanded, something right inside your head. If you go through the, behind the nose, if you go up through the roof of the mouth, behind the nose, behind the eyes, you can feel sort of tingle top of the breath hmm? something lights up behind here now the end of the in breath that little piece somewhere in here starts to light up there's energy there and it says now let go and the out breath begins you don't breathe out from here you breathe out from here. The signal is here. It says, enough, time to breathe out, relax. So between here and here, this breath is drawn up and released. Drawn up and released. So it's not just one place, it's the body working together. When we cultivate this and we begin to feel the entire length of the breath, the Buddha's first instruction is feeling the long, feeling breathing in long. How long is it? Slow it down. See how long it can get. See if you can go all very long, very slow till you feel it coming up inside your head. 
And you feel it going all the way down through your throat, your chest, down through your belly, all the way down the body. You can even feel energy moving down your legs sometimes. Long. Long, and as it becomes long and slow, it opens up all the channels in the body, the energy in the body starts, the channels start to open up. The body begins to feel different from the flesh body. It becomes an energy body. It feels quite bright. It feels quite light. It feels happy, pleasant. As it feels pleasant, it begins, the harmony in the body begins to be established. The body feels harmonious. There's no tension, there's no stiffness, there's no block. It's, it's steady. And then breathing grows quiet, short, just a little. You feel it here, or you feel it here, or you feel it here. You stay there feeling just this very gentle breath calm. This is the first set of instructions. Now already this is, takes a little time to even explain it, but it may take quite a long time, several days, sometimes takes years. Yeah. Because a lot of the time our bodies have the wrong food. So they're quite stiff and they're quite dull. And then the energy is not good. Hmm. But on a retreat, you have a chance to have a, like a purification of the body through breathing. When you purify through breathing, you must also expect there'll be times when it feels quite difficult. It's like you're clearing out, clearing some bodily difficulty. You may feel, boy, tired, sleepy. Just keep your eyes open. Mm. Don't give up. You may feel tension in your body. Tight here. You're tight. Where you feel tension or tightness, bring your awareness there. If you feel tense here, bring your awareness here. Widen, widen, widen. Breathe through it. Tension always con contracts. It means your mind grasps tension, goes tight around it. Yeah? You have tension in your shoulder. It's like that, isn't it? When your mind is like that. So if you have tension here, you want to make your mind very wide. 
and breathing out, try to widen and soften through these places that are difficult. We should expect difficulties because, you know, when we're cleaning something, purifying something, you realize something has to be cleaned. It's <laughs> the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Something has to be purified. So but then you're working with this quality of metta, loving kindness, quality of sadha, faith and self-respect, quality of calm, just steady, and breathing. And the more you bring these mental qualities into your breathing, breathing calm, breathing loving, breathing patient, then your breathing carries those qualities into your body and into your heart. Hmm? So sometimes even if your body is very uncomfortable, difficult, you use that occasion to develop metta, karuna, loving-kindness, compassion, upeka, equanimity. Just this is the body. The body is not so well. You become like a nurse. When a nurse sees a body that's unhealthy, the nurse doesn't go, oh, no, no. The nurse expects to see bodies that are unhealthy. <laughs> okay, unhealthy body. Hmm. Okay, let's try this. Always patient, always kind. Always patient, always kind. If you cultivate this, even if your body is difficult, your mind becomes very sweet, very pure. So you can then use the body to purify the mind of impatience or ill will, harshness, disappointment, frustration, doubt, despair. (laughs) This is purification of beings. This cultivation of sati, Attending in this way is for the purification of beings, for the ending of suffering and stress, for the realization of Nibbāna. In fact, this means as all our physical bodies are the nature to have sickness and die, we realize we use them while they're here to make the mind pure, to make the mind free from disappointment, despair, grief, sorrow, frustration. So use the body, even the difficulty of the body, to purify the mind, purify the citta. Then the opportunity of this human birth is not wasted. We have so many years with the body. How many years? Some people, five years. Some people, one year. 
some people one week, <laughs> some people one day, some people 80 years, some 60 years, some 90 years, nobody knows. But you have this one time period of time with a body, you don't know how long <laughs> this will be. But you know there is this body and you can learn from it. Learn from it inside. Learn from it to purify the mind. Then this opportunity is not wasted. This opportunity is not wasted. It will be for your long lasting welfare and happiness. So I offer this for your reflection this morning. And if you like to have a few moments to stretch your legs, then we can return in sitting position and try to practice some of what I've been talking about. So you begin to establish sati around the body. This begins with sensation. Sensation is the experience of contact, touch. Um, your hands touching each other, the weight of your body sitting on the floor, the pressure of the clothes against your body, sensation. Mm. Try to sit comfortably. Mm. Sanya, perception, the overall impression of the body. Is it long? Is it short? Is it does it feel balanced? Does it feel steady? Does it feel stressed? The overall sanya impression of the body. Just ask your body to get comfortable. Ask your shoulders to get comfortable. Ask your back to give you support. Ask your head to rest on your neck. Ask your chest to open up. Just giving suggestions to the body, to the overall impression of the body, the sanya of the body becomes one thing, not different pieces, but one sitting body. Everything is there. You get the impression of your head, your arms, your chest, your hands, your legs. It's all there. And it's starting to find balance and um, get comfortable. Bring a quality of goodwill, metta, to the body, so that when the body is ready, you'll begin to feel breathing. Breathing will be natural because your body is settled. You feel the sensations of breathing the overall impression of breathing, where you can feel it, 
Get comfortable with your breathing. Don't struggle with it. Where does it feel easiest to focus? Get comfortable. When you get comfortable, the sankhara, the energy will become more apparent. Is it bright? Is it cool? Is it warm? Is it soft? Is it like light or like fire? Like water? Waiting till the body gets comfortable, the breath gets comfortable, then the energy begins to balance and reveal itself. This may take us half an hour, doesn't matter. These are just numbers. Take your time. Mm.